everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga. How are you? Welcome. This is Political Woman. I love it that I <laughs> I touch the mic as soon as I get going. Why? This is Political Woman. It's Friday, September 16th, 2022. Let's talk about the worst things first. Immigration. How about lying to immigrants? Packing them up onto a bus or an airplane and sending them out of state and then lying to them about where they're going. Here's a quote. We're talking about children. We're talking about families who were promised a home, promised a job, put on a bus, driven to a place that they do not know. That is a quote from White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, who called the governor's actions cruel, premeditated, political stunt. The governor, well, there are two Southern governors that we're talking about, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida and Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. And both of these weasels are up for re-election. And I hope they lose. Come on, you guys. Come on, Texas. Come on, Florida. Let's do this. They are a pox. This is like a political stunt? No, mm -mm, no. It's more than a political stunt, okay? It's human trafficking. And it's, it's inhuman. Someone compared the governors to coyotes, you know, coyotes, the scum who lie to immigrants, take their money, and then leave them in the desert to die. DeSantis sent two plane loads of people to Martha's Vineyard. Okay, this is not inexpensive. Abbott sent two busloads to Washington, D.C., and he sent them to Vice President Kamala Harris's residence on Thursday. Roughly 150 immigrants in all. The right-wing governors blame President Biden for our country's immigration woes. What woes? Well, okay, first, let's face it. No recent president has done much to solve the problem. What is the problem? Immigrants coming to the United States seeking political asylum or just flooding in illegally risking their lives and the lives of their children in search of a better life, someplace where they have food to eat and a safe place to live. Federal immigration officials are overwhelmed, but they have been overwhelmed for years. And this year, the right-wing Florida legislatures set aside $12 million to transport migrants out of the state. Since Biden took office, his administration has allowed more than one million migrants into the United States. However, more than a million came to this country on a temporary basis over a two-year stretch under the Trump administration. And this data comes from the Migrant Policy Institute. Here's a current problem. Congress. Congress is the problem. Biden introduced legislation to overhaul the nation's immigration system the first day he was president. 
and the Congress has failed to talk to each other, to hold hearings, to debate, to negotiate, to compromise, to come up with a human solution. Finally, legal action is being considered. A group called Lawyers for Civil Rights, a Boston-area nonprofit, said in a statement that they are investigating the inhumane manner in which the migrants were shipped across the country. So they're going to see if state or federal criminal laws against human trafficking, kidnapping, and other laws were violated. And my governor, California Governor Gavin Newsom, announced on Twitter that he's already asked the Justice Department to open an investigation into possible criminal or civil violations of federal law based on this, this scheme. Yeah, we have a new phrase now, political human trafficking. Governors are coyotes. I just want to mention, and this is a whole other story or part of the story, Many of these migrants are from Venezuela, and Venezuela has been in the midst of social and humanitarian collapse. And what's sad about it is Venezuela used to be one of the richest countries in the world because they, they have oil, um, but their economic polities and, and political conflict have led to starvation and um the largest migration crisis, uh, I guess second largest migration crisis in the world and regional instability. So that's what is happening. These people are trying to get out of a really bad situation and they're coming to a situation where they can be used as pawns by these right-wingers, these white right-wing extremists. And this is another reason we all need to vote. We all need to get together and make this a referendum for human rights. Um, I listened to a story on National Public Radio today. They interviewed a man who had traveled from Venezuela through the mountains, through Mexico, which is extremely dangerous because of the, the high crime in Mexico and the drug cartels. And he made it into the United States and then he ends up getting on one of these buses or these planes. And how, how horrible this is. Another story. Abortion. Women in at least 13 states in this great United States of America have lost their right to medical privacy. And they've lost their constitutional right to privacy, just in general. This is a right to privacy issue. This is a right that women have to make our own medical decisions. We're at war, my ladies. My friends, this is a revolution. This is war. Please understand what this means and how serious this is. Uh, the state of Indiana's abortion ban went into effect yesterday, Thursday. And doctors are bracing for impact. What's going to happen? What's going to happen to all these women? Um, Midwest abortion access is just about gone. And there's a desert that is growing as surrounding states begin to restrict access to medical care for women because of the abortion situation. I read one story out of Indianapolis, women going into the women's 
med clinic on the last day to receive a legal abortion. Before reaching the clinic doors, they had to walk through protesters screaming murderers, murderers, and don't kill your baby. The state-by-state abortion bans are, as you know, the result of the United States Supreme Court decision, the Dobbs decision, which basically overturned Roe versus Wade. And this decision comes from some stinky old men and one idiot white woman who lied their way onto the Supreme Court. And they ended the constitutional right to privacy for women by ending the right to an abortion. Right-wing, fascist, anti-women, anti-privacy, anti-abortion zealots say they want states to decide the abortion question, which is not an abortion question. It is a privacy question. Keep government out of my doctor appointments. Keep government out of private lives. And this whole state's rights argument is a big, fat lie. It is a lie. I wrote, it's a damn lie. Please listen to this. On Tuesday, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, crazy, crazy Lindsey Graham, introduced a bill that would ban abortion nationally after 15 weeks, with exceptions for rape, incest, when the life of the mother is in danger. So this leads to the question, why? Well, here's the answer. The answer is, this is what, this is the end game all along. This is the whole thing about states' rights is a big lie. The answer is uh, fascists in the Republican Party are waiting to get control of the Congress so they can implement a federal ban on abortion. They want to outlaw abortion nationally. So really what they want is they don't want women to have the right to privacy. Okay? I've said it before. I've said it again. No woman wants to have an abortion. These are decisions made with our doctors. It's nobody's damn business, especially not Lindsey Graham. Vote, vote, vote. They want control. We have to fight for America and vote. Okay, it's Friday. My hero of the week, Georgia prosecutor, Franny Willis. Okay, I'm going to read from the Washington Post, quote, Dateline Atlanta, prosecutor investigating efforts by Donald Trump and his allies to challenge the 2020 election. Results in Georgia said this week that her team has heard credible allegations that serious crimes have been committed and she believes some individuals will see jail time. So get ready to go to jail. Clang, jail door slams shut. Quote, the allegations are very serious. If indicted and convicted, people are facing prison sentences. Fulton County District Attorney Fanny T. Willis told the Washington Post. No decisions going to be made for months on whether there will be indictments, and most notably if President Trump is going to face charges. But we all heard him. He bragged about it, searching for illegal votes. At least 17 people have been notified that they are targets of this criminal investigation, meaning they could 
eventually face charges. Keep on keeping on, Danny T. Willis. We love you, sister. Okay, so in related news, this last week, DOJ, Department of Justice, issued 40 new subpoenas and seized telephones in the January 6th investigation. Now, I just, I can hardly wait for these traitors to get theirs. The department issued the subpoenas to close allies of former President Trump and seized their phones. I'm not going to say their names because I hate saying their names, but uh, one of them was that guy that sells bedding. And every time I buy a pillow, like I make sure and check because I like to buy pillows for my bed, just sleeping pillows. I make sure that it's not his pillow. He seized his phone. Apparently they approached him outside of Hardy's restaurant. <laughs> oh, man. And took his phone. And he was upset because everything's on his phone. It's like, well, you need to back up to the cloud, Mr. Man. Maybe they, they don't want to back up to the cloud because they're so, so they're crooked. Like my mom used to say, what have you got to hide? <laughs> I, just, I just love it when they take their phones, don't you? Traders don't deserve phones. We're not going to get them in prison unless, you know, it's illegal. But they're used to that. Finally, my I Dream of Genie moment. An update on the special Master. Master, as I said yesterday, and it's true today, it was announced today, a veteran, well, it was announced yesterday, so it's Friday, it was announced Thursday. A veteran New York judge has been appointed uh, to independently review the classified records seized from Donald Trump's Florida Falling Down Resort last month and determine whether they fall under attorney-client privilege. And I'll save the master, master, a lot of time. They do not. They do not, says Gloria Moraga, who is not an attorney. The master is going to be Raymond J. Deary, as I said yesterday, former chief federal judge in New York. He is going to have to sort through 11,000 documents, including classified materials. Judge Deary, I saw his picture today, is a cute little man. <laughs> uh, he's no nonsense. So we will wait to see how that goes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to move slowly because I, I can't imagine that it can move quickly, but we'll see. I'm Gloria Moraga. I am a political woman, and I vote. Please vote. I'll give you a little update. So it's Friday. So what I'm going to do the next couple of days is I'm going to try to finish up all my videos and podcasts on the January 6th hearings. So I'll be ready to have all of those and I'll post one every day. And then I'm going to work on the California propositions. Yes means this, no means that. I do this every uh, election when we have propositions in California. And I love doing it. And there's some real stinkers um, on the ballot here in California and it's important. So I'm gonna do that, but I'll be sharing all of that with you and doing podcasts on it. Have a great weekend. And I will be posting late Sunday night or early Monday. Be safe. Thank you.